Welcome to Friday's podcast for Home Time with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. But it's not really a podcast of Friday's show, which is why it's why you'll have noticed it's called Any Other Business. Any Other Business. Reason being is we do uh, requests on the show on Friday, and to be quite frank, it'd be a very dull podcast just to listen to people getting their requests put on the radio. Then you wouldn't actually hear the song. No. It would be completely pointless. You, let's be honest, you don't give a hoot what Janet from Bristol wanted at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon for her song. You don't, you don't care about... Janet might be nice, but you're not bothered. If we're privately honest, you could say that about request shows on the radio. Good point. As really long point. as the person actually chooses a good song... Why would you give up? Exactly. Yeah. That's why we've decided to call this podcast Any Other Business, which means it's almost like uh, some kind of breakaway group. Yes. Like some kind of below a pub somewhere, a secret meeting. It's exactly that. So the normal service resumed come Monday, but today it's the breakout. Uh, now, Richie and I have got, uh, as as the week goes along, we've got like a little document. What do we call our document of ideas that don't quite make it onto the show? Rainy day list. Rainy day list, that kind of stuff. We've got a few of them knocking around, bits of paper stuck to fridges. It's kind of natural selection, because there's stuff that we'll talk about during the week. Yeah. And then you get to Friday, and you see that there's stuff that you've said, yeah, we should talk about that on the show. Four shows have passed, we haven't talked about it on the show. It kind of suggests that it's not really worthy of talking about on the show. It's kind of con- show content natural selection. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, uh, roll up, roll up, and step into this little curiosity shop of stuff that's any other business. Andy Bush and Richie Firth, this is Any Other Business, our special, slightly debauched Friday podcast of stuff that hasn't made it into the main show. Richie, I've got to ask you about the amazing thing uh, that you can use to spot things in the sky. You alluded to this during the week. This is, uh, it's an app... Uh, I, I think I have talked about it before. It's called Flight Radar 24. Um, Flight Radar 24. Actually, we, we were talking about this because obviously the beluga whale was been spotted halfway up the uh, the uh, estuary, wasn't it? Yeah. That's why we were talking about spotting. Not heard so much about uh, Barry Beluga, so I'm yeah. hoping he's made it back up to the uh, the Arctic Circle. Barry, give us three rings to let us know you're okay. <laughs> does, does a beluga whale give a ring, or is it more of a... Yeah. That's a, look, a one... <laughs> It's a wonderful beluga whale So you can see why this is on the podcast and it's not made it to air. But, um, but yeah, no, Flight Radar 24. You may, if you're not into planes, you probably have seen this. Uh, it's, it, it'll get talked about in newspapers or whatever if there's an unsavoury plane incident and it'll give you the chance to see what happened to the plane. And it's... Do you know what? I watch them sometimes on YouTube. What? Unsavoury plane incidents? Unsavoury plane incidents. They, they mock them up with computer graphics. Is this what you're talking about? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't know that's a thing, and it's incredible. D- define, it, but define an unsavoury plane incident. Okay. Uh, I was once caught looking at Flight Radar 24 because yeah. a plane coming into Stansted had lost its transmitter, <laughs> so the security services put up two Royal Air Force jets to guide it in because they wow. thought it might have been hijacked. It's like a Bond movie. So, so I then went onto Flight Radar 24 yeah. to see what the path of the plane actually looked like when it's being put into an airport oh. with fighter jets. I, you see, this is the thing, right? I'm, I'm not a big fan of flying, mm. so I watch programmes like Airport or Air Crash Investigation in a kind of strange titillation way. <laughs> I'm trying to... 
engage with this thing that I'm scared of, but yeah. trying to be less scared of it by realising that these things very rarely happen. Yeah. So on YouTube, they've got lots of... Someone's obviously used a flight sim to fly the final route of a plane that's had an, has got into difficulties or had an unsavoury incident. Oh, really? And they do it on computer graphics. Oh, that's quite macabre, isn't it? It is a bit weird. So I, <laughs> there's me thinking I'm with you on this. No, no, you're I've actually gone one not. further. No, you're distancing yourself from me. But I wonder whether there's other, uh, like, spotting apps. So there's this... There's obviously this one for... For planes, and obviously planes are planes are amazing. They go fast, they fly. You look at them and think, "How's that in the air?" Planes in a nutshell, from Richie Firth there for you. You might not necessarily though have a, a, a spotting app for boats. Well, yeah, although you can. There is my, my girlfriend heard about one the other week actually, because obviously we live on the seafront in Leon Sea, and we get these great big tanker boats coming in. Hmm. And if you're a Devon resident, you remember the tanker boat that uh, crashed ashore. Couple of years ago. Was that ago. the Exxon Valdez? I'm not sure. But that was the one with the oil, was oh, it? Was it? Oh, I'm okay. not sure. But one of them, a tanker boat crashed uh, off the coast of Devon. And rather than like make sure everyone was okay or whatever, all the Devon residents came out and started looting everything that come off the crates. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember that. People walking around with crocs and stuff like that because they just nicked them off the with back of the boat. With oil of them. With oh, oil yeah. all over them. Yeah. Uh, but so there's a boat app now. I, the weird thing is, you talk about being into planes or being into boats or whatever on, on, in a kind of slightly nerdy sense, which is one thing. I think people nowadays are just quite interested in what things are up to so like yeah. I you probably look in the sky and think i wonder where that plane's going oh, where don't... are they going on holiday see this is the thing once again with flight radar 24 i could be hanging out the washing uh and then suddenly a plane will come over the top of the house i will whip out of my pocket <laughs> flight radar 24 yeah i will point up at the sky <laughs> and i will see that the app will say to me nice to stansted there you go. Well, if you're and on what holiday... what do you do with that information? I look at it and I'll go, ah, niece to Stansted. Right. right. <laughs> Underpants. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I'm bothering myself well, for no reason. Tell you what, next time you're on a plane, listen to this podcast now, right, if you're on a plane, going on holiday in the next couple of weeks, look down maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes into departure. You never know, Richie Firth could be in his back garden with his phone in the air trying to work out where your plane's going. <laughs> I don't know whether you are a member of a uh, neighbourhood watch group, but every now and then you'll get an email of uh, thefts, burglaries and incidents uh, that have uh, maybe taken place around your cul-de-sac. By listening to this podcast, you are automatically uh, subscribed to updates from the British Transport Social Police. Yep. Uh, Andy, another reporting from today. Yeah, well, uh, again, this is a uniform task force that we keep an eye out for us because we will be patrolling up and down public transport, uh, chucking people off if they are doing what we describe as an ejectable activity. I had an ejectable activity on Friday morning, girl behind me on the train, 9.15 in the morning, mm -hmm. eating a sausage roll. A sausage, no, I don't think a warm sausage roll, a cold sausage roll, 9.15 in the morning. And the worst thing was, she was going backwards, in the it's train. Eating backwards. Eating backwards is even worse, <laughs> isn't it? That's something really wrong about it. There's a couple that. of points of order on this. Um, so the statute book clearly says no food on public transport. That's rule 7.7c. Uh, the reason we've gone with a blanket ban on food is twofold. One, if it is disgustingly smelly, then obviously no one likes it. Yeah, what was that girl that you saw was next to you? Just uh, for a fishy point noodles. Fishy noodles. But the second point of things is if it is actually a really beautiful piece of food, but you are not with food, it's really unfair to yeah. make someone else hungry. Make right? someone else starving. Now, the sausage roll, aside from the fact they're moving backwards and it's 9.15, there's a third thing that comes into play here. Yep. And that is the flakiness of the sausage roll. We call it collateral damage. <laughs> 
there's easily going to be collateral damage of that that will go over the seats, that will very, very soon be over a beautiful pinstripe suit for the gentleman or a lovely pleated skirt for the lady. Yeah. And that is not fair. And also as well, right, just from her own perspective, I don't know if you've had the situation, if you go into any form of a meeting, so I guess she was in a rush, that's why she's eating sausage roll in the, in the morning or whatever. If you go to any meeting and you turn up and you, you've got your jumper or your shirt or whatever covered in pasty filings. Mm. It just doesn't create a good good look, does it? It looks like you're sleeping in your car. Sausage roll as well at 9.15 in the morning would suggest that you probably are. Oh yes, a special podcast-only version of Hitler's Toilet. You're not going to hear this on the show, you're not going to hear this on the radio. It's only here in your ears now. There was a time, there was a time when the toilet had to take its 129-day break. <laughs> where I actually thought that it was going to be via podcast form that the toilet would ever exist at all. So it's wonderful that we get four flushes a week now. Four, four flushes a week, which isn't easy to say, and then a special flush on Fridays. Obviously, we're not going to flush on the show on a Friday because we have requests to do. As we mentioned earlier on, it kind of ruins everything, requests. <laughs> it really does. Whether you, uh, you're you taking away from this that we don't really want to do requests on a Friday is up to you, but uh, it's by the by. By the by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a story that comes from Georgia and I should uh, pricey this with the fact that this is not an endorsement of what this gentleman was up to. There's a good start. Uh, That's worrying. But it's a great story. Authorities in Atlanta say a man stole credit cards and IDs from eight cars uh, before he fell asleep in the ninth car and got arrested. Oh. I love a story of an idiotic burglar. Definitely, especially because he's, he's nearly there. He's, you know, he's obviously got the kind of wiliness about him to get into eight cars successfully. In some respects, you have to tip your hat to him yeah. for having the skill to negotiate eight cars. I couldn't break into one car. He's I broken couldn't break eight. into one car. Well done, exactly. eight cars. I wouldn't know how to, and equally, I wouldn't be gifted enough to do eight cars without setting off eight alarms. But he obviously hasn't. He's done that very well. And normally, you'd give up there and think, great, I'll take what I've got, my swag bag. There's the quandary. Yeah. How does he have the brains to break into eight cars and not have the wherewithal to think, this is a sh- place to sleep <laughs> because I might get found. Yeah, they're going to find me in here. I've broken into this ninth car before I just go away with the old uh, hi-fi system. Do people steal hi-fi systems these days? Well, I mean, you know what, right? Our, our hi-fi, if I may use, is it still a phrase? <laughs> our hi-fi. Our hi-fi broke in our car, right? So I was like, it was really expensive to get a new one. So let, I'll just go for one of the old, you know, you've still got, every town has got a garage place yeah. that you go into that do hi-fis. And they've always got a tech demo with all the lights changing colour. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one needs any of that stuff. But it's got this thing with it now where you can click the front of it and take it away with you. Was that, stop, like, is that even worth it? <laughs> well, that's what you used to see people doing. You'd see people going into pubs, yeah. having a drink, but they'd be carrying with them... The front of <laughs> In front of their stereo. <laughs> the hi-fi system. With the tape bit as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Like a mouthpiece. That's it, yeah. It's weird. I don't even know if people do that anymore. Uh, let's give this guy a name. Timothy. Oh, well, there you go. It's the preordained. 23-year-old. Found by the deputy sheriff. See, Timothy has got something slightly... Uh, some others do have him about him. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't got a lawyer. He hasn't got a lawyer. God bless him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
So we uh, mentioned on Friday's show, even though it hasn't happened yet, Richie, in a way of looking into the future, about uh, the fact that you've had to have a bit of a climb down with the golf, the Ryder Cup. You were going to try and watch all of it. In fact, you booked it into your diary about three weeks ago. I had block booked in my diary Ryder Cup this weekend. Yeah. Not because I've been selected to play, because I'm crap. Get a call up, that'd be good. But because I'd wanted to watch it. So I thought, well, if I put this in my diary, then that means if something gets uh, suggested to me for a visit for the in-laws or something or other, I can say, oh, I can't that weekend. Would that work in your relationship? Would Natalie say, if you, her, her family wanted to come over and, and she said that she were we free that weekend, you said, no, it's the Ryder Cup. How would that pan out? I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> I would probably say something along the lines of... Uh, <laughs> Can we do that another weekend? I just wanted to keep that weekend clear for uh, some lovely family time, Oh, actually. that's great. I'm right, literally going to write that one down. Uh, and for me, I, I mean, you didn't end up watching very much of it because it's just too, you're just too busy, obviously. I thought I was going to get up early Friday morning, watch a lot of it, and then that would be the pattern for the weekend. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been... It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Do you know what's ruined it? The request show. <laughs> Only joking. But, but here's the thing, right? I'm not into golf at all. I don't get golf. Don't understand it. Uh, however, Tom from our office has told me something about the Ryder Cup, which has got piqued my interest a little bit. Mm. Apparently, the American fans get in your face on yeah, the they golf do. course. Yeah. Now, I, that kind of gets me going a little bit. I, I find that quite exciting. I like the kind of confrontation. I mean, sometimes with golf, you find it's, it's a little bit too gentlemanly-like. But I like, well, tell me more about this. these fans getting angry. I, I kind of like that. So... The Ryder Cup takes place every two years. Uh-huh. Uh, Europe, United States, it'll alternate who's hosting it. When it's over in the United States, it's a boisterous affair. There's plenty of the old USA, USA. Booyah! Yeah, all, all that. In the hole! Get your, that, you all, suck! All that kind of awful stuff. You suck! Loads of people with baseball caps That's saying it. you suck. And the American fans, because there's more of them, they're all at home, they will be like that towards the European players. Wow. It's, it's, it's terribly disrespectful. Isn't that good? They must put them off. Does that put them off their It does, stroke? that's not right. That's not golf. Okay, so that's not a good it's thing. It's not golf. See, I thought that might be a good thing. No, over here, it will be played as it should be, uh, with a respectful decorum. Uh, you will still have the odd tourists who will go, USA, USA. USA. Uh, but other than that, obviously, it's uh, being played at uh, Le Golf National in Paris. Oh, so it's uh, all very gentlemanly. So yeah. the, all, the only noise you hear is probably the uh, the unbottling or decanting of some lemonade or some champagne or sandwiches being unwrapped. Oh, you will still hear, hear the odds. In the hole! Got the ball! Whoa! Awful. See, I think they should encourage that. Just, just, just my parting gift to you about golf is I would say embrace the hooligan element of it. <laughs> I'd love to see golf fans meeting up at a train station <laughs> down the road in Paris and having a tear up. <laughs> So listen, thank you so much. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for getting to this uh, point. Uh, because you have listened to all of the podcast, uh, we are very proud to tell you that the code that you can use in any shop in the United Kingdom that will redeem you one free item is Excelsior. Simply say that at the till and you can have whatever you like. Uh, does it work online? It does work online. Just type in Excelsior. E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R. I don't know how to spell it. I think we need an easier to say code. So, uh, actually, well, let's, let's change, uh, the code, change the code. We'll, we'll, we'll go with what it is for this week. We can't change it, obviously, because the shops in the United Kingdom will be very kind to us. Yeah, but maybe it. let's ask for a simpler one for next Friday. A snappier Friday. one, yeah. like bananas or something so, like that. So, Excelsior, you say it, and it also works online. It can get you a free drink in a pub. Just go to the front, Beautiful. and when they ask, if you, do you want to pay cash or card, just say, no, 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 Excelsior. Beautiful. Perfect. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us over the weekend, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, you can tweet us. Tweet us at Bush on the radio. Or indeed at Richie Firth. No tea in the Richie. Um, and um, <laughs> That's happened before. I, I pissed me Sick off so of much. 
Really does. Why do people think there's a T in there? I don't know, and I wish I could tell you, because when you look at the word Richard, uh, yeah. which is what it comes from, no T in it. Do people spell Richie with a T? Is that so there, many of them there? do. Why is that? So many, it's so rude. Um, That's and like Gary from our office, he's got two R's in his name. I don't mind that, That's because... wind-up. On his Twitter account, and indeed his email, actually, he puts Gary with two R's. It's, yeah. it's actually that. I know, but why is he doing it? Why is he doing it? That's probably a, a question for his parents. Our producer, Adem, A-D-E-M. There's loads of people who've got typos <laughs> in their name. But then he, he he will talk on the phone to people and go, hi, it's Adam. I know, he's a sellout. He's just ashamed of his own name. Ashamed of himself. Uh, what we are not ashamed of is asking you to actually uh, subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, please do that. It makes it easier for you. You don't have to go begging the podcast to arrive. It's just going to arrive for you. Uh, review it. Leave us a little message. I think next week on the podcast we're going to read out some of the reviews. God mm, help us. The good ones. 